Tonight, we're having a private convo with model Kat Alano. Welcome to the show, Kat. Hi, Doug. How are you? Thank I you am for good. having me. Thank you. Thank you for coming all the way down here. I know you live down south and it took you two, three hours to get here. <laughs> and it's so good to see you again. Um, the last time I saw you, it's been like four years, four or five yep, years four ago. Years. Yeah. Yep, yep. And I know you. I just want to tell everyone that I know you because we used to work together mm -hmm. for the same advocacy, you know, yes. for women. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I know that you were telling your story mm -hmm. of healing of mm -hmm. what happened to you. How have you been since then? I mean, I've been good. It's mm -hmm. been about almost a decade that I've been talking about this kind of stuff now. So I'm doing really well. Mm -hmm. um, I actually had a really nice movement forward in my healing journey because I did this thing in Bangkok mm -hmm. um, with UN Women and I was invited to a workshop called The Moth mm -hmm. and it was participants from all over Asia who have kind of similar stories and have been through something difficult in their lives and uh, I found them my tribe, you know, oh, these wow. people and so it really helps, you know, to have people that, that are of the same kind of ilk as you and mm -hmm. have the same experiences that you do and, and have the same advocacy. Um, how, the, how did you start with this? How did you start to put your story out there and, you know, push for this kind of advocacy? I mean, you know, it was by accident. I didn't actually intend for it to be this way. Mm -hmm. I did it because, as you know, I'm, su I'm a survivor of rape myself, and I found out that the guy who did it to me had done it to other women, mm -hmm. and I just felt like it was too much, and that after all the time that I had kind of kept it to myself and hoped that I had been the only one, finding out that there were more women really upset me and triggered me, and it kind of came out of me by accident, you know, it was like blah, I couldn't hold it in anymore, and I just started talking about it and first I was really really angry that mm -hmm. the reaction of people in this country and I mean in the rest of the world but we seem to be very backwards about sexual assault mm -hmm. we still place blame on the victims and we kind of shun them and cancel them and want them to keep quiet because we don't want to believe that anybody who's a celebrity could actually be a predator <sighs> Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for me, I mean, I grew up abroad, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I didn't grow up here and this concept of like, you know, doing things for attention or whatever it is that people say, this is a new thing for me. You is know? that what they tell you? Yeah, all the time. You know, whenever you come out about sexual assault, it's always you're looking for attention, especially if it's someone in, you know, celebrity or in power, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you're looking for fame or attention. Um and I actually found out the reason for this. Do you mm -hmm. want to know what the reason is? Yes, please. <laughs> I mean, so we've done work before and we're just jumping straight into this, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> but in my years of research doing this advocacy work, because I really wondered why people respond this way to mm -hmm. sexual assault. You know, it's always either keep it inside and don't say anything or like you're, you're looking for attention. It was your fault. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, where does this mentality come from? And in all my advocacy work, I started talking to policemen and lawyers and whoever else, you know, specialists on this stuff. And I found out that our rape law mm -hmm. used to state that if you were not a virgin at the time that you were raped, it was considered your fault. What? By law. Duff. Yes. 
And so this law only changed in 1997. That's fairly recent. Yes, but. You know, lawyers only get briefings on this law. They don't get taught how to change their mentality, to change the culture, right? So, isipin mo, di ba yung lola mo, sinasabihan na, ay, wag mo pag-usapan yan, nakakahiyayan. And if they went to uh, the courts, they would get blamed for it if they weren't a virgin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, syempre, it's been handed down from lolas to moms to daughters mm-hmm. to granddaughters that if something happens to you, you don't say anything. Or else it will be your fault. Yes, and you're only looking for attention because nothing's going to come of it except you saying something happened to you. That's so unfair. So it is very unfair. And it's one of the reasons that I decided that I needed to do something about this because, I mean, people don't usually talk about rape. You know, mm-hmm. like as soon as you say rape, it's like an instinct for you to like, oh no, you know, shh. Like, mm-hmm. and this is a societal thing, a cultural thing. I mean, worldwide, nobody likes to talk about negative stuff, right? Especially as dark as, as rape, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if we don't talk about it, nobody understands. Like, nobody knows about the law. Who studies yeah. the law if you're not a lawyer, right? Yeah, so. actually, when you said that right now, it just came to me. I just remembered everything. But, you know, it, it wasn't in my system anymore. And... Like thinking about it now, what you're saying is that if you're a woman and you've already had your sexual debut or your sexual encounter, you're considered unrapeable. Yes. Right? Yes. Basically. Yes. That if you've ever had sex, you're asking for it. That pretty much you're a fair game to any man who chooses to rape you because you have chosen to be sexual and you're no longer a virgin and you're no longer this... Maria Clara, Virgin Mary, <laughs> trope woman, you know, like... Because what it's saying is that you can be forced into having sex and you want it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I mean, our lines of work are not that far beyond yes. each other. We work hand in hand, right? The issue of consent in this country mm-hmm. is a very big one. Uh-huh. I mean, I've met women who have said to me, like, they didn't realize that they could say no to someone. Oh, yeah. I've heard a lot of stories like that, especially married women. Yes. Yes. And I've spoken to so many married women who, they're just taking it because mm-hmm. they've been told it's their duty. Whenever their husband wants it, they must give it, they must provide. And then they get worried that if they don't, that their husband will stray. And so they... They're forced into these situations, even if they're not happy, Mm -hmm. even if it's not enjoyable for Mm -hmm. them. They're just pretty much being used. Mm -hmm. And marital rape is one of the most common forms of rape here. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Because they're thinking that as long as my husband wants it, like he can get it even if like my nonverbals say no. Yes. Right? Yes. And you know what's worse? 75% of rape cases reported are children under the age of 14. Oh, yeah. And the perpetrators are? Old. Yeah. Old men. Grown-ups. Usually someone they know. Yes. Usually someone they know. Mm -hmm. And actually, our online sexual exploitation of children is through the roof right now. We have 2 million children being trafficked online and usually by their family members. Mm-hmm. because they're doing this thing where you know how people are with sex they think that it's always enjoyable because yes. it's sex right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they think that if they're abusing their children it's 
it's pleasurable for the child. It's not uncomfortable because it's sex, so it must be good, you know? You know, that's also one great point because um, when you talk to sexual assault survivors, that's one of the things that they bring up, that there's incongruence because during the act, they may have been forced into it, but while they're having sex, they're enjoying it. So they start questioning themselves. Parang ginusto ko, parang ginusto ko to eh, kasi masarap. Kahit hindi naman talaga. Yeah. And then they cannot put the label of mm-hmm. rape to it mm-hmm. or sexual assault to it because in their minds, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And you know, it's difficult, especially for men, mm-hmm. because it's like they say they've been raped and they're like, well, how could you have gotten an erection if you were being raped? Like, how could it have been pleasurable for you? If you mm-hmm. were hard, you must have liked it. Mm-hmm. And that makes it even more difficult, you know, for a man. It's already difficult for male survivors of rape to speak right but it's even worse it's a really big problem here and i admire you i really admire you for putting your story out there what gave you the courage it was really that other people had been hurt by the same person who hurt Mm me i mean you know people can think whatever they want but at the end of the day if a perpetrator is hurting more than one person that's a serial rapist Mm -hmm. you know and we seem to have a lot of those in this country, you know, and like this, there's just nobody who who is speaking up about it. And the only way we're going to be able to fix this is if people who like me have gone through it, mm-hmm. start talking about it and stop feeling ashamed. I mean, this whole stigma about sexual violence, if you're a victim, it needs to be eradicated. You know, mm-hmm. because under no circumstances is rape consensual. Mm-hmm. You know, rape yeah. means there was no consent, right? Mm-hmm. So that's really the issue. And we need to stop making it so that the people who experience it are being shamed and not the perpetrators. You know, we have a lot of perpetrators out there yes. still doing their things, yes. still with power, still, yes. Yes. still, you know, hiding in plain sight. Yeah. You know, because they also know how to hide. Mm-hmm. You know, they always do the same spiels. Like, it's been like this for generations now, right? Where they say people are crazy or, you know, that there's something wrong with them. Don't listen to them. There's always this deflection from what the victim is saying because mm-hmm. they have no other way to defend themselves. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's always to just shut down the victim mm-hmm. and make everybody believe that it they're was, lying. Yeah. You know? It was the other person's fault. Now that we're in this conversation, I want to to tell our viewers, at least to educate our viewers, what rape really is, what constitutes rape, and what are like the specifics, the situations that you can say, hey, you know what, I was raped. Well, rape is really uh, a sexual act that doesn't have consent. And in our country, actually by law, you can be in the middle of having sex. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to have sex anymore and you say no and you say, I want to stop, if that person continues having sex with you, that is actually counted as rape, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, rape rape and sexual assault, there's like a fine line, right? So there's insertion into like private mm-hmm. parts or any orifice of the body. Um, but yeah, rape is essentially a sexual act committed on a human being without consent. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. I've heard a lot of stories too of women drunk, mm. right? Drunk women, and they said, Oh, something happened to us. And when I woke up, like, I didn't know if something happened to us, but then I was just told that 
we had sex the night before, would that constitute this rape? If you had no memory of it and you never were allowed to give consent, like actually by law, if you are in like if you're inebriated or under mm-hmm. any influence of any kind of drugs or something like that, and you are incapable of giving your consent, mm-hmm. that is also counted as rape. So let me make that clear, right? Inebriated, nakainom ka, drugs, right? Meron kayong substances na ginamit, and you cannot give your consent, then that can count as rape. Kung hindi mo na maalala, pagising mo, then probably something happened without your consent. And what should they do? <sighs> That's a very difficult thing. I mean, the proper way to deal with something if you feel like you've been sexually assaulted is to go to a hospital and get a medical legal, which mm-hmm. is to get swabbing done and get DNA collected. Mm-hmm. Um, and Does then, that work know, here? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you what you should do in terms mm-hmm. of uh, protocol-wise, what they encourage you to do. But I do know that in a lot of like circumstances, sometimes the DNA swabs get contaminated and they can't use them. They don't have the proper storage facilities. You know, it's also very traumatizing because the women's desk is good at handling rape victims. But then when they, when they go into like the male police, you know, it's Wulana. more difficult. Aww. Yeah, they're like... You know, some people actually deter them from filing a case. Like, mahirap yan, wag mo na gawin, kasi matagal yan, and mm-hmm. you're gonna get a lot of backlash mm-hmm. from it, you know, especially if the person is somebody of any kind of power, right? Nakakagalit, no? So, magkakabit-kabit kasi tong mga issue na to. And it's such a big issue because we're not educated about sex. We're not educated about how one should enjoy sex, yes. Mm -hmm. But also we're not educated about how one should protect our bodies Mm -hmm. and say no when we do not enjoy it. I mean, if you've never been able to talk about it Mm -hmm. openly, how can you know that you can say no? Nobody's Mm going to teach you that, right? Mm -hmm. How do you know the difference between rape and sex if you've mm-hmm. never had a conversation about sex ever? Yeah. And that's really a big problem because how do children protect themselves if they don't know what's happening? You know? Mm-hmm. And it's very easy for somebody who's older to manipulate a younger person into sex. Definitely. You know? Definitely. Grooming is a thing. Yes. Coercion is a thing. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is be nice to a younger person and make them promises. You know, I've heard... And I'm not going to mention any names, but there are people that I know who have lured young girls into show business saying that, you know, you'll be famous or they've even said things like, uh, I'll marry you, you know, and these girls have been 14, 15 years old. Yeah. It happens. It really happens. Your model, how is that for you? And you started young, yeah. right? Yeah, I started working when I was 18. Mm-hmm. I was raped when I was 19. Um, and Was it the same thing? Were you lured or did you have any kind of like experiences of being harassed? Oh, I've had plenty of experiences where I've been harassed. But that mm-hmm. particular case, I believe I was drugged. Um, because when the drugs started to hit my system, I was losing consciousness very quickly. Mm-hmm. And I lost control of my body. And I've only learned recently that they call it a hypnosedative. Mm-hmm. And this is actually something that reviewers should know about. There are things called hypnosedatives that they put into drinks without you knowing. It has very little flavor and 
um, what will happen to you is that when you drink this drink after a while, you'll start to feel a bit tired mm -hmm. and then you will start to lose control of your body. It will feel like your body is shutting down. And I'm explaining this because it happened to me mm -hmm. and because I've met a lot of people later who I explain this to who were like, I think that happened to me, you know? So your body starts to shut down. Your mind is still going. Like when it was happening to me, my mind was going, there's something wrong. You need to get out. Mm -hmm. You need to mm -hmm. get out. But my mm -hmm. body was like, like you can't, right? Yeah. yeah. You can't move. Mm -hmm. um, and that's really the thing. And then you're unconscious. You know, depending on how high the dosage that you're given, you're rendered unconscious. Yeah. That actually also happened to me. Oh, it did? One time, uh, a few years back, probably a decade ago, when we would go out, I was at this one bar with my friend, and he was talking to someone. So I said, okay, I'll just get a drink at this bar. And there were no one else there, like probably two, three people. And I drank my drink and then I felt, okay, wait a minute. I need to go to the washroom. When I got to the washroom, all I could see was white. Oh As in, puti lang talaga. And I was like in front of the mirror. Sabi ko, no, this is not happening. And I had to wash my face and find my friend after and I told him I said we have to get out of here because I don't know There's what just wrong. happened to me mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so even when there are like not a lot of people can happen to you when my drink was just in yes. front of me and that's what I was telling my daughter I have a 12 year old and I told her okay once you start going out to drink you have to make sure that your drinks are just with you all the time. You have to be ready to know when your body is not feeling well and you have to go to your friends and yeah. say, we're going home, yeah. like I need help. Yeah. yeah. But you know what, this has been going on since like the 70s. Yeah. I have older friends who are men who say that they've known about these things going on in the clubs for a really long time, that they know men who get these drugs and they put them into girls' drinks, mm -hmm. and then they take them home, and they do whatever to them, or motels, or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And the answer in this country is always, you shouldn't be drinking. Right? You know what I mean? And it's like, so okay, so you want every single woman to stay home and just be, <laughs> you know, super it forever. They're mm -hmm. not allowed to live life or... Mm -hmm. But even know. drinking, it doesn't mean that you're not mabait. Yeah. You're just going out with your friends. You're just yes. enjoying. You're being human. Yes. And especially in this day and age. I mean, uh -huh. come on. We're in 2023 mm -hmm. and we're still telling women not to go out drinking. You mm -hmm. know? Or like, you're dressed that way. Why are you dressed that way? Yeah. Kaya ka, kaya ka Kasi ganyan ang suot mo. Pero, yes. teka lang. Kahit naman anong suot ko, kung may mambabastos akin, yes. meron talagang mambabastos. Talking about fancy, talking about sex, part of your healing is embracing your sexual self again. How was that for you? How was that whole process? You know, I think that after I was raped, because I mean, I grew up abroad, right? Mm -hmm. And in the UK, like sex is not a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's not like here where it's like, oh my gosh, sex, mm -hmm. you know? And so um, I'd had boyfriends in the UK and I was much more comfortable about my sexuality, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and my own sexual enjoyment, mm -hmm, you know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like in England, we're not afraid of sex toys mm -hmm. and, you know, pornography and things like mm -hmm. this. And so I had my own kind of 
sexual awareness already at that mm -hmm. age. Mm -hmm. But afterwards, I really felt like I was trying to gain back some sense of control. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like this is what I want and mm -hmm. I'm going to get it, you know? And I mean, it was painful, you know? Mm -hmm. It was painful because even when I was with somebody else, sometimes there would be moments like flashes mm -hmm. of trauma, you mm -hmm. know? And I remember having gone through some things with some guys and I would end up crying. After? In the middle, you know, where I would suddenly feel so terrible that and just dirty and I just didn't want it, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like that is such a big thing. It's either women, you know, sometimes they shy away from sex because they don't want to touch it anymore, mm -hmm. or they become very sexually liberated and they try to get the control back of that part of their life. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, it's very painful to think that your body was used by somebody mm -hmm. and you had no part in it. Like mm -hmm. you were garbage, you mm -hmm. know, like you were just tossed aside. And I really wonder just how many narcissists and sociopaths we have in this country who really believe that that's okay because they have no consideration for the victim or what they've gone through mm -hmm. or the repercussions of that, you mm -hmm. know? Or even, you know, husbands who rape their wives, like, they don't have a thought of, did my wife want that? Or did my wife deserve that? Mm -hmm. And do I deserve what I'm getting from my wife? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, do I deserve her? Mm -hmm. Because I don't even respect her. I don't even ask her. I don't even care if she had fun, if she enjoyed it. For me, she is just my belonging. How are you able mm -hmm. to trust again? I was very lucky that I have a very good group of friends mm -hmm. um, that kept me grounded. You know, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I went through some terrible relationships that were abusive afterwards, you know, mm -hmm. because you have this lowered sense of self as well. Um, and you just, you take abuse mm -hmm. and you believe that, that it's, it's normal. Okay. Yes, yes. Yes. After so. being violated, after being abused, yeah. you feel that, okay, men do this, so it's okay, it's normal, this is what I deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Or even just, because it's not as bad as the last yes. one, you know, then mm -hmm. you're okay. Like, mm -hmm. ah, si ganun, but this guy, he's okay naman, at least he's not like that, mm -hmm. you know. And it's, ng yes. <laughs> and we end up in these toxic cycles mm -hmm. where, because we don't heal, we don't have space to heal, we mm -hmm. don't have time. Who has the ability to heal when you can't talk? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. when it's all in here, when you don't have people to talk to, you don't have a group of people. So how did you learn to find happiness in sex after the fact how did i find happiness in sex mm -hmm. i discovered i didn't need it mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah you know that i didn't need it i didn't feel the urge i didn't have to have sex you know it was um and I'm lucky I have a wonderful partner that I've been friends with for 20 years, you know, who's very understanding of everything that I've gone through and very nice and mm -hmm. very sweet and, you know, lets me take the lead on most things so that I'm comfortable, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah, honestly, it's a determination to want happiness on your own. Mm -hmm. You have to choose it. Mm -hmm. Happiness is a choice. 
-hmm. And that's in everything. And and I think people get confused by that, but it's not like I choose to be happy, so I'm going to smile and that means I'm happy. No, it's finding your pleasure again, you know? Mm-hmm. What makes you feel good? What makes you feel happy? What what are the things experimenting, taking your time, you know? Just what do I want? Have I ever actually asked myself what do I want? My dream is to see these people enjoying sex again. I don't even know if they ever enjoyed it before that, okay. right? Like even enjoying <laughs> sex. Yes, period. enjoying sex. Period. Yeah. You know, and I mean, this is why I always support your work, and I love what you do because I know how difficult it is. Mm-hmm. And I have been talking about sex in this country for a long time. I used to have a very silly podcast where we would we were very bastos, but we would talk about kinky sex things as mm-hmm. comedy, right? Just mm-hmm. to open the door, yes. so people weren't feeling so ashamed about sex all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like. I have guy friends and you know this issue about sex comes up all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, when a woman becomes a mother, the man has a hard time looking at her as a sexual oh, thing yes, again, yes. Uh, not thing, but you uh, know what I mean, a sexual a person, sexual being, a sexual being. Yeah. Or, you know, they were never a sexual being to begin with. They sought out this very, you know, mahin mm-hmm. virginal woman, but they want to have kinky sex. So they go out and they hire prostitutes mm-hmm. or go and have affairs mm-hmm. because they can't do the dirty things that they want to the wives that they, they can't have. see their wives as again the sexual beings that they are yes. there's something it's just inside of you yes. you know and you know what mm-hmm. that's really the shame because i i mean i'm not even talking about you know go out have loads of oh, sex no. with loads yeah. of people i'm no. talking about Find your enjoyment in yourself, Mm -hmm. your pleasure centers, you know, where's your G-spot? Do you know where Mm -hmm. that is? Does your husband? (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. You know, how do you find pleasure yourself? Mm -hmm. And then when you're with your partner, practice it together, you know, have an open conversation about things that you like, honey. Mm -hmm. What do you like? Tell me, you know? And then sometimes it's embarrassing, right? Like, no, sometimes, right? Like, I'm so, you know, because also my partner is a bit older. And mm-hmm. his generation, they didn't talk about these things, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, when you talk about it, you kind of have to coax it out, you know? And you like, have to it's make them big. Yes, you you, you know? can't just, like, ask a question, oh, what do you want? Yes. Right? Or, yes. was this good? Was it yes. no? You really have to make Yes, in big. the moment, yes. you know, like, make each other big and excited. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, <laughs> sex is not just about making babies. Oh, no, you know? definitely. Like, that's in what we the... get told here all the time, mm-hmm. that you should only do it for babies. But who said that making the baby has to be boring? Yeah. Right? Like, the more in love and the mm-hmm. more bonded you are sexually, the better the experience and the easier it is to make babies, isn't it? When a woman is very aroused and it's When they're easier. very relaxed and not stressed, then their body, um, you know, is receptive yes. to that idea. Yes. As opposed to... Uh, they're, they're so not uncomfortable, they're in pain, then the body contracts. Yeah, yeah. So what pleasures you? What's your most pleasurable experience? Sexually? Mm-hmm. What's my most pleasurable experience? I mean, I don't really have a most pleasurable experience, but I think that what I will talk about is like, 
having orgasms. Okay. You know, because I know a lot of women don't have orgasms. Mm-hmm. And they don't. They've never known. They, they oh, yes. ask each other, like, "Is this what it feels like?" I'm like, "Honey, if you don't know what it feels like, you、then、never had yeah, one. You、right? haven't, you haven't had one." But that's that's a good point that、mm-hmm. you're bringing up because I I talk to a lot of women and they're having problems in bed. And when I ask them, "Have you ever had an orgasm?" They masturbate, yes, but they don't know how an orgasm feels like. Right. right. And. It's because they're so ashamed、yes. of letting go. Yes, and, and that's part of、pleasure. it, right? You have to let go. If、yes. you're uptight about it, then you're you're not really doing it right.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're supposed、so、to how, relax. You know. How do they let go? How would someone? I, I want to go back to your healing. Like, how would someone who's had a traumatic experience sexually learn to let go again? Again, you know, it's something that you need to want.、Mm-hmm. You know, because pain can stay with you as long as you want it to stay there, and it's hard sometimes to let go of. You know,、mm-hmm. it stays in your body,、mm-hmm. and pain can manifest into illness.、Mm-hmm. You know, like me, the stress, the anxiety, the, the the health problems I got after that. You know, so choosing to want happiness and to choose pleasure for yourself. Is a very big deal, you know, to want your body to feel pleasurable sensations, you know, to feel good、mm-hmm. in your sexual moments. And we have so many people on these dating apps, and they're all having sex with each other like right off the bat. Oh yeah, you、yes. know what I mean?、Mm-hmm. And they, but they still don't understand sex, and we're missing integral steps. You know, we're just jumping to one thing, but we're not going through the rest of it. No sex education, no、mm-hmm. protection, but. Everybody just have sex with whoever you want. We have to pull the brakes back here, you know. Like for me, find a partner who is just as willing to take it slow,、mm-hmm. you know, who's interested in what you want, you know, who wants you to feel pleasure and is、mm-hmm. willing to take their time with you, willing to experiment, willing to、mm-hmm. stop. If you don't want, you know what I mean. Not this. Oh, pwede to. Kaya mo yun. Tasi lupa magagalit, na ba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nabiti naman ako. And then you're you're a tease, right? Right. Blue balls. They don't exist. Right. She's a doctor. Listen to her. Exist. It's then not that painful. It's just like a momentary. Ah, and then it's gone. Or just go in the bathroom and pleasure yourself,、yeah. guys. You know, it's not a big of a deal. But、mm-hmm. you know, for women, and I, I feel for women、mm-hmm. because they should be able to enjoy themselves. Why is it that men are allowed to do whatever they want, and and they have orgasms all the time, and they、mm-hmm. masturbate, and nobody shames them for how many women they sleep with, for how many you know how many times they have sex in a day.、Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas women are like,、oh, I just, I can't I mean? masturbate,、yes. and. Another thing is that women are more comfortable when other people touch them, as opposed to touching their own bodies. Isn't that strange? Right? But it's your body.、Yeah. You can. Sorry, Mike. But yeah, it's your body. You can touch your body.、Yes. You should、yeah. touch your body. Be you nice、should. to your body. Yeah. <laughs> Be nice to your body, right? Yeah. I mean. Sexual pleasure is also about readying yourself for sex.、Mm-hmm. You know, like how do you get wet? Yes. If you are not relaxed, if you are not aroused, you know, and what causes arousal? Touching, 
What so else is here? Essential. I mean, I'm a big kisser. Mm -hmm. You know, making out is a really big deal for me. You know, the tongue has got yeah. all the sensual uh -huh. things, and um, I'm I'm a very sensual toucher. I so like you the be stroking. Touched. Yeah, like very light touching and stroking. Mm -hmm. Like that will really get me going because that's a nice thing. You know, it's mm -hmm. um, it's teasing, and it's not you know, full, uh, let's just go for it. It's like a teasing thing and your senses, like when your hair stands up on your body and you get tingles in your spine, you know, like that kind of thing. Because I think it's also because that person is giving you time yes. and giving you space yes. to yes. feel good about your body yes. as opposed to just, ah, yes. game na, yes. right? Which is what mm. usually happens in assault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But then you see what I mean, like the, our view on sex is also incorrect. Mm -hmm. You know, that men should be pleasured and all of these things. Like it's a dance between two people, mm -hmm. you know. When you have sex with somebody, it's a dance. You do steps with each other. You mm -hmm. bond with each other. You like, connect. Yes. You connect. Even if it's just like for casual sex. Yes. There's always intimacy. Yes. In it. Yes. I mean, you are sharing literally your most intimate parts yeah. with each other. You are you're, you're inside self. each other, you yeah. know, and they don't have this connection. I feel mm. like this has been lost. And I know that if you have a fling or a one night stand, you won't always have a connection, right? Yeah. It's not always about the mm -hmm. emotion, but in the moment, you're connected, you know, you're yes. sharing your bodies. Yeah. with each other yes. and that's such a beautiful thing yes. even if you're not together mm -hmm. like you're two mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. dancing and giving that space to one another to energy. feel pleasured yes and you're yeah. sharing energy mm -hmm. you know what i mean you're sharing an energy it's a bond you mm -hmm. create a bond with somebody and we're using it like it's so cheap and like it's so fast and mm -hmm. useless you know but it's it's so much more than that and i think like i mean you know we're moms and we're oh, yes. older now so like you get a bit more romantic as you get older yeah. right but I, I really feel like when people are having sexual relationships they they have to be more comfortable with their bodies especially with like wives who don't know how to pleasure their husbands you know because they've never experience anything mm -hmm. to do with sex and like this really gets me mm -hmm. you know bear with me on this one but go ahead you know, when you're a teenager here mm -hmm. as a woman mm -hmm. you don't get told about porn or sex i mean the younger generations see it more now but then they get into relationships and they're expected to know everything oh yeah you get married and then you're supposed to just spread your legs like that and take it all in and know how to pleasure your husband when you actually had no experience, that's number one, no education, yeah. no one's talking to you about yeah. it. And in some cases, you never even talk to boys, you yes. know what I mean? Like, bawal boys uh -huh. sa bahay, ha? Bawal usap sa boys, and then suddenly you're married. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> boys, boy penis in front of me, right. what am I going to do with that? What do I yes. do? And then these women, you know, I, I'm on these women groups, and I always want to say this to them when I see them say, ay, asawa ko, may ibang babae, may ganito, ganyan. Uh -huh. I'm like, we need to have better communication in relationships yes. to do with pleasure, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. because it can't just be this functional thing and then they go off and they have affairs. Yes. You know, yeah. this is not the way forward. Like, No, not, not really. Because again, sex is such a beautiful thing that you can't 
so many things out of to enjoy life. Not just your life, also the life that you're giving your children, your family, your neighbor. You know, it ex you, when you exude the pleasure of sex, your energy just shows it. And your relationship is good. Yes. You know what I mean? When you have a good sexual relationship with your partner, you're bonded more. Sabi ko nga if we only have better sex, we'll have a better world. Yes. Because people are so happy. Yeah. You know yeah. You know how it is when, you're, when you've are when you had good sex? That's yeah. 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 Endorphins, you yeah. feel good, you're glowing, yeah. you know. Become and you know, and then you have a good partnership with mm -hmm. your partner. You know, you have an intimacy. You have a partnership. It's a bond. Yeah. And that's what's been lost. You know, we don't have that. We don't have that feeling of a of a bond with someone anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just empty. We've lost the pleasure senses. You know, we're just in it for the the ejaculation. Yes. You know? We're just in it for sometimes the obligation. Yes. That too. Yeah. And that's sad too. Yeah. That's sad too. So we have to bring the pleasure back to pleasure. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Because we're there. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's all well and good that people are like, no, let's be conservative. That's mm. how we've been. But we are not in that world anymore. Oh, no. You no. know, we are in a world where people are online all the time, mm -hmm. hooking up, and we're still trying to act like we're all conservative. This is not the world we live in anymore, no, man. You know, no, definitely we're... not. So it's really like the time to talk about it, the time to educate people so that again, you learn how to have pleasure within your bodies, give pleasure to another, but you also learn how to protect yourself and your boundaries and respect yourself and respect other people so that we stop hopefully Hopefully, we stop disrespecting others and treating people as objects. So sexual assault, you know, that whole um, thinking that I can do this to another yeah. will I mean, shift our mindset. It also comes from having this weird thing about sex, you know, that people have sexual fetishes that they don't feel they can talk about yeah. or they can't do. So mm -hmm. they become creeps, you know, they, they become have a fetish. creepy. Do I have a fetish? Yeah. I don't really, uh, you know, like I think when I was younger, um, do I have a fetish? I really like collarbones, mm -hmm. which is very strange, I know, but I do. Like if someone has a really nice collarbone, it's a really big turn on for me. That's a weird, weird fetish. No, I, it's I, not. I like it. I like it. It's one yeah. of things for me. What um, other things? Fetish. What do you fantasize about? What do I fantasize about? My partner. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have asked me these questions 20 years ago. You no, would have got more fine. interesting I mean, answers. You, you fantasize about your partner. Mm -hmm. What is he doing to you when you think about him? I mean, I honestly, because we started out as friends, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. he's going to get so upset we were talking about this. Sorry. But um we started as friends mm -hmm. and so when the sexual thing came along it was a little bit shy and a, a little awkward. bit awkward you know yeah. what I mean because we were crossing that boundary mm -hmm. of friendship you mm -hmm. know and it was like oh, what's gonna happen but now that we're there it's so awesome it's so awesome because 
of the comfort level. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? There's not that awkwardness of a new partner where you're like, do I look nice? Oh, yeah. Is my yeah. hair okay? Do I have something on my face? It's no, like... No, okay lang, kahit di ka naligo. Yes, yes. Like, you got bad ka. breath. It's okay. Yeah, that's you the know, best like, for me. I mean, I always tell people, a sign of love for me is when someone can kiss you in the morning when you have morning breath and you really don't care about it no one cares about it and you're enjoying the moment yes right yes. and you just do it whenever you know what i mean yeah. like there's no kind of i feel like when you're young you're so i have to look like this and i have to be like and super sexual bangal. yes and, and i have to wear the right panties yes and your best moves you yeah. know what i mean like i'm great at this you know what i'm saying but like now it's just you're so caught up in the passion of it mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's really my favorite thing is just getting lost in it now and, and not having any inhibitions in terms of like, I'm so shy. What if this or what if something, it doesn't matter. It's know? just it's really just, yes. being yeah. in the moment. Yes, yes. Yeah. As the last question, do you have anything else that you want to do sexually that is part of your healing? that I want to do as part of my healing. Mm-hmm. I think I've done it already. <laughs> I think I've done it already. Like, mm-hmm. I think that um, being with this partner and healing myself, you know, mm-hmm. that was really the biggest thing. I mean, sexuality aside, to heal my own self and be happy in myself and my body, you know, I feel like I was allowed to feel pleasure again and not have any reminders of what happened mm-hmm. you know and i think mm-hmm. that that's something that's a really big deal that's so nice and that's so beautiful in my head i just want to congratulate you <laughs> congratulations because <laughs> that's like such a feat yeah what you're doing is such a feat not just for yourself but for everyone else and we need more people like you I hope I get to see your dream come true during our lifetime. Hey, it's our shared dream. <laughs> you know, you're, oh, yeah. you're on the other side of the fence with this this battle, you know, because without sex education, this stuff keeps happening, you know. So what you're talking about is just as important as what I'm talking about. And we'll hand, do this together. You know? Yes, we will. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank do you, you have anything else to tell? the people who are not listening because it's private convos, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I think just, um, not to sound preachy, but like, we're in a new age. We're in a very new age where AI is taking over. There's so many things and we are getting lost. We have lost our humanity. And we need to get back to having conversations and taking care of each other again. Because this is what it's all about. This mm-hmm. isn't really about rape. This is about consent, about respect for human I think beings. It's respect. And, you know, and just caring for other people. We think that only our lives matter. We think that only, you know, our insular, mm-hmm. these people that are my friends that are this. Mm-hmm. But we live in a society. We yeah. Live we with other people. We live with other people. And if we don't do anything to fix that, if we don't any, do anything to heal it, if the person next to you is healing, is, is hurting, hurting, that's going to spread out into yes. your world. You're not isolated from these things, you know? And so 
we have to do it together. Save the world and all of those things. <laughs> and all those world people, peace. You know, all the yeah. things we said before, those are true. But you I know? think it's more of helping each other. Yes. Helping each other heal, helping each other know themselves fully and embrace themselves fully. Yes. And you know, like, that's something that I want to tell people too is that it. If rape doesn't float your boat in terms of fixing it, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? If it's not something you want to get into, you don't have to. Oh, yeah. You know, you don't have to fix rape. You don't have to fix these issues. But choose something you do want to fix because it's our duty as people. You know, we live in this world and we think that we're just here to live and eat and breathe and sleep and have sex and that's it. But at the end of the day, we have a duty to each other mm -hmm. to do something good for this world, mm -hmm. you know? And thank you for doing that. Thank, thank you. You do it too. Thank you. <laughs> I think on that note, thank you for listening to this awesome conversation. I learned a lot from you. I actually have one more question. I'm so sorry. Is it okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would you tell your 19-year-old self right now after going through this whole journey? What would I tell my 19-year-old self? It's okay. It's going to get better. And you're going to make a big difference to people's lives. So just hang in there. You're not alone. You're not alone. I think that's what I would say. And I love you. I think I would also say that. Because I feel like when you go through something like that, you need to remember to love yourself. Thank you. Thank you. I think your 19-year-old self thanks you now. I think so too, Doc. <laughs> Oh, all the crying. The makeup is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Catch our private convos weekly here on One Use. You can also check out The Long Conversation on Spotify, YouTube, and Google Podcast. I am Doc Rica Cruz, and this is Private Convos. We are One Use, all sides, all the time. <laughs>